You've tuned in to the Living Out Loud podcast with Winona Gallery. want to welcome everybody again. We're just getting thrilled with what God's doing in the hour. We're thrilled with what we're seeing in the kingdom. There is something so fresh. We just got done with a conference here in Las Vegas and had different speakers from all over and some of the young ones and some of the old ones. And I'm, I'm thrilled to see this new breed that's not playing church, but they're really seeking to change culture and history. And they're history makers. We're in the middle. We're in the beginning of a real reformation, transformation, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Some people say we're in revival. Revival to me speaks of something we got to dig up from the past. This is a new deal. And so I understand what you mean when you say that. But the truth is we're in it, and I'm after a reformation. And there's no models for it. There's no people before us that's ever done it. And even using this media which is kind of strange for me because I came from a different culture, though I'm still this old turkey trapped in an eight, there's an 18 year old trapped in this old turkey's body. But I'm starting in with my son and son-in-law and the young men I father all over the planet. Uh, I'm learning how to get a hold of the access of spheres of influence that we have. And so we are really thrilled that you're listening today. And I'm, and I'm more thrilled of my friend who's here with us today. I met him uh, two, three years ago. We were at a, at a meeting four years ago. Time flies when you're connected. And, wow. And um, we met at a meeting up in California and then found out we were both living in Las Vegas and started here in heart and really have a connection. And I love what this man's doing. I'm going to have him just share a little bit. Uh, before I introduce him, but anyway, I just mm -hmm. want to say hi this morning. Well, good morning. I'm Dub. This is episode 15. Yes. Wow. We've gone through a lot of episodes. I'm yeah, we're, we're cruising. We actually kept Dad on schedule up to 15 <laughs> episodes. That <laughs> that's is, that's a its miracle. own miracle. That is a miracle. That's a miracle. <laughs> Lots of prayers went into that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, like, well, like Dad was saying, you know, it is a small world after all, especially in this medium, because I'm seeing... You know, I've talked to people from literally other countries right now that are listening, and I think it's pr it's an amazing thing. You couldn't do that 20 years, 15 years ago, 10, 10 years, years ago, ago. No. five years ago. No. You know, it's, it's amazing what's going on with this. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and there's still quite a few people that you, you mentioned podcasts, and they're like, what's that? What, what is that? And it, it is I growing. Got, everybody who's listening, this is, a, this is a medium that a lot of people don't know about. And so, uh, if uh, we we really appreciate it if you just make mention to somebody if and, uh, and teach them, them where it's at or heck grab their phone and just go ahead and subscribe them on their their uh, the iTunes or whatever and uh, make that happen. <laughs> that would we would appreciate that a lot actually. <laughs> and uh, I want to introduce my friend Ron Scarpa. How uh, you doing, Ron? I'm is great. that correct? Is that the way you say That's your name? Exactly. And uh, I'm just going to have him. Just share a little bit about himself, and then we're going to have just a little another roundtable. That's what we're trying to model, a roundtable discussion. So this is my friend, Ron Scarper. I want to tell everybody a little bit about yourself, my friend. Well, good morning, everyone, and thanks for having me with you. Um, I was born and raised in New York City. Uh, 
New York City. Yes, sir. <laughs> New York. We got City. a New Yorker without the accent. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. My father was born in New York City, first generation. Uh, his brothers were born in Italy, and he didn't have an accent either. Really? Yet my mother, my sister, my brother all have accents. So really? Yeah. Hmm. Really well, how did you lose yours? I never had it. You never had it. <laughs> never had it. <laughs> never had it. Wow. it was, I guess it was the, the parochial school education. Okay. Oh, that'll yeah. help. Okay. That'll help. But um, I was raised good Italian Catholic boy and uh, had 17 years of Catholic school, kindergarten through college. Um, went into the Air Force. Uh, my dream was to fly from the time I could remember. Four years old, I used to beg my uncle to take me out to the airport. I'd sit there all day long and watch airplanes go by. Um, I became a military pilot. I flew 100 missions, uh, spy wow. planes in Vietnam, wow. um, combat missions, and uh, learned a few interesting things about myself as well. But uh, what happened is I came out, I went to work in aerospace for a couple of years, and then started flying for Western Airlines. I don't know how many of you might oh, remember, remember the only Airlines. way to fly. Remember yeah. that. I'm 40 and I don't even remember that. <laughs> one. Sorry. No, no. And um, in 1986, they announced a merger with Delta, which actually took place in 1987. So I had 15 years with Western, 15 years with Delta, wow. 30, one month shy of 30 years flying commercial aviation. Um, I had the privilege of retiring in uh, January 1st of 2003. But um, somewhere along the line, got to put a hook in my jaw. Um, I was sharing one day um, with one of our flight attendants whose life was always a disaster. For some reason, I was everybody's big brother or mm -hmm. uncle, and I was a good, good counselor. So... Uh, I don't know where that came from, but I believe the Spirit of God. Mm -hmm. And um, we started talking about the Bible because her life had changed. And I said, well, where, where is this? Because mm -hmm. I was reading some, unfortunately, New Age junk uh, by Edgar Cayce. And she said, oh, well, that's all in the Bible. So I went home and I read the book of the Revelation, and it all made sense to me, amazingly. Well, that's pretty amazing if Revelations it, is making sense. Right. It is, now. it is. But... Um, God just put a hook in my jaw. So that Saturday, I went to a Saturday night service mm -hmm. with her at Hope Chapel, Hermosa Beach. And I remember watching the people in worship. And it, the church at that time was in kind of a semicircle. So you could see the faces of people as they were worshiping. Mm -hmm. And I'm going, they know God in a way I don't. And um, so I went several other weeks uh, actually i went on a saturday night and a sunday morning mm -hmm. and then they had a sunday night worship service it it just i couldn't resist and um i remember as ralph moore who was giving the altar call said if you want to know the lord you know i'm going to pray but i want to know you're praying with me let your eyes meet mine and i didn't respond for several weeks until finally one day i did and it was literally my heart exploded mm -hmm. and uh God had me. Um, the next morning, everything was different. The colors were different. I could hear better. I slept. Nice. Um, two weeks later, they had a baptismal service. I got baptized. And uh, about a month after that, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. And things really did mm -hmm. change dramatically for me. Um, in my 
first year and a half or a little longer, I literally read through the New Testament at least once a week. And I read through the whole Bible about every three months. Wow. And um, just a passion, a passion for the word. Yeah. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, nobody believed that I became a Christian, you know, because I lived a certain lifestyle as a a young single airline pilot. And um, so the rumors are true. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) He could tell you some. (laughs) I could tell stories, but I think it might be a little inappropriate. (laughs) But I I just had this passion to see people know Jesus, to see, to experience the freedom and the joy that I had experienced. I got immediately involved in home groups. Uh, Small small groups were the lifeblood for me. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love the the congregational services. But the, um, the intimate times in the home groups and where people shared their heart. And everybody was in crisis. I couldn't understand it. And my life was, I was on, a, on cloud nine. And it wasn't until years later as mm-hmm. God started to refine me. But uh, this passion to share the gospel was there. I, I used to uh, get the gospel tracts, where the gospel of John, gospel of Mark, and I'd read them through and I'd underline and highlight and I'd leave them in the toilet and I'd leave them in a restaurant and I'd leave them all Does over that sound tracks. Familiar? Yeah. yeah. That was big in like 70s. Yes, we yes. all had those little tracks. Yeah. Well, I've, Jack T. Chick. Yeah. It's, it's coming up on 35 years this mm-hmm. this month actually um, that I had actually given my life to Christ. That, That's amazing. And I knew, yeah. yeah, it really is. Yeah. That I survived. That's yeah. what's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, there's actually something I want to highlight because this is something we're hearing with almost every guest and this is I think an important thing, because you caught your vision of God when you saw others that had the vision of God. That's right. Not because of what they said, it's because of what they did. Um, and you know, as I say, I, I always go back to you know, preach the gospel at all times, use words if only absolutely necessary. Right. So I, I think that's an important um, you know thread work that goes through everything. Is you caught it from watching other people and. You know, you may not you may not be the pastor, you may not be you know the head guy, but it is really important that you are just showing your your vision of God at all times, because yeah. someone else is going to catch that. Yeah, like you said, be prepared in season and out of mm-hmm. season to give a reason for the hope that's in you. the The issue for me, I mean, I always loved to sing, even in the Catholic Church, but what happened to me was that. Uh, I saw that they knew God in a way I didn't. And uh, what happened was then I I started trying to learn as much as I could. I devoured books on the scriptures. I Mm -hmm. devoured prophetic books. Anything I could get my hands on. I'd pray before I'd go to the Christian bookstore. And as I'd walk down the aisle, literally a book would fall off the shelf. And it was exactly where God was leading Mm -hmm. me. And it was amazing. And um, so from there, I, Ralph shared a vision uh, of planting a church in Hawaii, and God said, support him. So I shared with Ralph. I had a chance to go over, and uh, I was based in Hawaii for six months prior to his coming over. And I was kind of a go-to guy mm-hmm. in, a, in a way where um, he was on the radio, and if people had questions... Ralph came over eventually and met with all of these people. So um, I connected him with another brother. And by the time Ralph got over there, 
there were like 70 people meeting under a tree in a park. Right on. So it was really cool. From there, I felt God had given me a vision to plant a church in Salt Lake. So uh, when I left Hawaii, I literally went with another brother, mm-hmm. and we planted Hope Chapel, Salt Lake City. Uh, I was only two years old in the Lord. I didn't feel competent or qualified, but I had the passion, and my other brother, Gary mm-hmm. Sinardi, had the, uh, the shall we say, the, the expertise. He was already a pastor. He was ordained with Foursquare. Um, and so we planted Hope Chapel, Salt Lake. And uh, a couple of years later, another brother came down from Missoula, Montana, which was a daughter church from Abbott Loop in Anchorage, Alaska. And um, we joined with that church and became part of the founding of that church. And uh, I stayed there for another 25 years in wow. Salt Lake. So wow. I learned a lot about Mormons. We planted two other churches uh, in Salt Lake City. Wow out of that church and um i'm a good starter but i'm not the lead man okay uh, and you know that's important that you say that because some people have vision to do certain things correct and and then they try to do what they see someone else do correct and they fail and it's because they aren't teamed up right they're not partnered right if there's anything you hear off of what we're laying out it's about working as a team exactly recognizing who you are you're gifting and fitting with the team because you'll accomplish way more than you can by being at the top of the mountain and then fall down in the ditch and top of the mountain and fall down in the ditch. And I feel like that's the hour that we're in. Um, the uh, the Lord, uh, you know, when I met you, uh, I, instantly we, we connected as yeah. friends. I mean, we're both gray-headed even though we're young at heart. <laughs> Great. If you had, well, if you had hair, if I had hair... It would be gray. No, 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 no. There's a few up there. Come there on, man. You got a mustache hair that's turned pretty gray. Where the scripture says that. the Lord can count the hairs on your head, so can everybody else on my head. But, but Five, uh, six, <laughs> seven, I think. What are you doing, boy? Mine's a razor. I'll blame that one. <laughs> but, you know, what the thrill about you is I love seeing men who others would have thought, well, why don't you just retire? You got a good retirement. Probably, you know, though we go through a lot of challenges, a good retirement from the airlines, and, you know, you've been wise and smart. You've been a man that's been very strategic about what you've done. But, mm-hmm. but, but here at the end of what others would think would be the twilight years, you're in a brand new day. That's right. And exactly. that's something that I feel like's hitting what I'm calling. I'm not going to talk about it on this session. Another one, I'm going to do a mm-hmm. teaching more on the father heart of God. But I see uh, Ron as one of these kingdom fathers that when you meet him, I mean, Mark, last night. Yeah, I just got to... did you feel that with him? Just got to meet you uh, yesterday. And and just, it, you know, it was actually in a moment where here we are, we're, we're, we're talking about the father's heart. And, uh, you know, we just got to, got a chance to to pray for each other. And, and oh my gosh, you don't need... You don't need to hear somebody say how much they're a father. You just need somebody to put your hand on your chest and like, and you can feel what it feels mm-hmm. like that that person's a father. That's he knows, right. and uh, boy, I I, I I I felt that. And uh, well, praise God. Yeah, yeah. And see, like my son, you know. Again, I told you a little story this morning, Ron, mm-hmm. about my dad. But my dad loved my children, man, and he was all of their heroes. 
But I tell you what's easy for my kids to see is because when you've had a good model of a father, you can recognize them mm-hmm. and, and honor them. Yeah. Can you in that right? Son? Oh yeah, yeah. I can I can tell if somebody's a father before I talk to them. That's right. It's just a, and I and I wish I could explain actually why it is that you know, but you just know. Well, it's a heart connection. Same thing with Mark. Mark's got a great dad. I mean, phenomenal. I love. I mean, I met Mark's dad. It's kind of like you. We had never met before, and it's like we've been instant friends forever. But he's got that father heart, and it's and that's yeah. why Mark. Even before he met my daughter and married her, he was hungry for the prophetic and for the fire. Yeah. And he followed me around. And right. then, look here, I inherited a son-in-law off of that. But it was because he saw the father's heart and embraced it. So, you know, that's kind of an undertone yeah. of what we're talking about and what you and I are connected about. And even this morning when we were sitting in the restaurant, you know, when you talk about getting saved, See, there's some people who get saved. See, I grew up in the church. I, my mama used to take me to church, and I'd sit on her lap at three years old. And I could remember her messages, believe it or not, when I was three years old sitting on my mama's lap. So I've always been in church, even though my dad didn't get saved until much mm-hmm. later. And when I got saved, it, I didn't get, you know, lightnings come from heaven or anything like that. I just knew, and I can remember the day clearly. I think you need to remember when you encounter Jesus and yep. he becomes your father or your Lord or your master, you can remember when that day was. And I was six years old in a, in a youth meeting and our pastor came in. And my cousin went down the aisle. I remember feeling the burning love of God and I got saved. But nothing changed because I had a household that was in the presence mm-hmm. of God. So when we hear these kind of stories, people need to understand everybody's got a little different experience. But the thing I love about you, mm-hmm. you're an intercessor. We're going to talk about that in a minute and how we're working here in Vegas. But you're a true evangelist. Evangelists of the past were the guys that used to slam the church and tell everybody they were lazy no-counts in the church because <laughs> they weren't going out and winning people. But there's particular gifts. We all should win people by our testimony. That's right. Yeah. But there's others that have the words and have the heart of the Lord to throw a net out and bring people in. Like this morning, you couldn't help. I mean, I'll, I'll get a word because I'm prophetic. And if I sit and look at somebody long enough, then I'll get a word and usually... You guys travel, you know, we'll give them a word and rock the world. But you're always looking, where are you with Jesus? And you got it with the the waitress and also the clerk. And even had the waitress in the middle of the restaurant, in the middle of a casino, in a busy restaurant, stop and close her eyes and pray with us today. Because, see, there's that grace on you. That's what I love about you. There's a grace. I mean, I, I would have to try that, but I just flow with it because I saw no that's part of your measure of God's gift yeah, on you that's right and that's it's, part of a team working together mm-hmm. does that make sense absolutely and unfortunately the body uh, or the church for too long has believed that you've got to be a pastor to do this stuff yeah and um, the issue is that every one of us is an evangelist every one of us is a shepherd every one of us can be a father or a mother if we just allow ourselves to be led by the Spirit of God. God, and and as you were sharing a little earlier, you just know when someone's a father. Mm -hmm. It's the Spirit of God in you that brings that revelation. Each one of us is prophetic. We can move in all 28 gifts of the Spirit if we're sensitive to God, if we are plugged in. And even as you shared this morning, you know, we forget that there's electric wires all through the walls. All we got to do is plug in. Well, it's our plugging into the Lord. It's our sensitivity to Him. And how do we do that? Talking, 
Yeah. Which is prayer. Right. Worship, acknowledging who he is. And what happened in my life was that um, I had the privilege to be a part of ministry teams around the world uh, under several very powerful men of God. And so much so that I literally traveled with them with regularity. Who were some of those men? Just so uh, people can the first, identify. The first one that I actually traveled with was Ed Silvoso of okay. Harvest Everybody Evangelism. Knows he's the, actually one of the apostolic voices Correct. that put out a lot of videos on transformation. And it was before we saw, for instance, a Toronto revival right. or anything. It was about there's something that God's given us so we can change the culture. Prayer we can change the atmosphere. Correct. He was one of the first ones to carry that. Even though he doesn't kind of flow with where we're at now, he still gave us a rich treasure of transformation. Exactly. So I just wanted to inject exactly. that in there. And at the very heart of his ministry was intercession. Mm -hmm. He had mm -hmm. intercessors there. Okay, what's intercession? Some people uh, might not even yeah, know what that's, that is. That's a good uh, <laughs> trail to go down. Now we're talking about spiritual warfare. <clears throat> the reality, it's you choosing Okay, to now stand hold on right gap. here. And I want to say, that, say this. See, because we got the same heart, I'm a warrior, yeah. and I'm after heroes. Heroes are never birthed. When there's not a f battle That's to correct. fight, exactly. Yep. But mm -hmm. there's some intercessors that think we shouldn't get too militant, and we pray mamby pamby prayers for Aunt Bessie and Uncle Tom, which those might be good in your bedroom. But we're talking, and, and I'm kind of want to kind of get into your corporate connection with what you're doing in this city and where God has mm -hmm. prepared you to be about the kind of prayer that you do, which is that you choose warfare. to do, that by you the way. choose to do. For just it, using your word, yeah. because I, I think that's, that's why right. you stopped there, because it's you choose, and I think that was a it, It's really recognizing highlight. that prayer is a vehicle that God has given us in order to literally, uh, as, as you've taught and as Dennis Walker teaches, literally reaching up into the third heaven and bringing mm -hmm. the kingdom of heaven down, bringing the the principles of God, re our speaking the very words of God, declaring them, believing them, and uh, taking back what is ours. Uh, I don't want to get into the, the teaching of the three heavens, right. but there is some incredible stuff there. But the reality is that I saw the power of intercessory prayer. Um, they had intercessors praying behind the scenes for the people receiving ministry, as well as for those who are ministering. That's in the ministries that you were working with. Correct. And then, and who else was it? Besides okay. Now, I started traveling with Ed Savoso in 1999. And uh, I went back to Argentina many times on my own because of relationships developed out of, uh, out of that ministry. But in 2000, I started traveling regularly with Randy Clark. And... Oh, that's a name I haven't heard in a while. <laughs> that's right. You remember that? I remember Randy. You yeah. were a youngster with Randy. And on that particular trip in 2000, we went to Sao Paulo, Brazil. And Bill Johnson was on that trip as well, a very close friend of mine, um, Shannon Schreier. And uh, we, another brother who is an apostolic leader who is now in Afghanistan, uh, Bill Lynch, who came out of the Vineyard Churches, um, we were part of the team, but they were, uh, Randy had requested of the pastors to bring 
uh, intercessors, and he was asking intercessors for the ministry, and some of the pastors brought intercessors for themselves, mm -hmm. but not for the ministry. And so they were short, and um, I had been used by God's grace quite well in healing over the years, and I heard the Lord say, are you willing? So, I mean, sorry guys, I didn't know. That's, that's, that's what I love. So yeah, the, the, the what um, happens. I stepped into, uh, just submitted myself to their lead evangel uh, lead intercessor and said, um, you know, I'm, I'm here. I know you're short. Uh, my experience is with God and intercession is all personal, just what I've read and uh, just some nominal experiences. Thanks. But um, teach me. I'm open. Well, the revelations God gave me and, and watching how these, not only our American intercessors, but especially the Argentine and Brazilian intercessors, literally, I mean, talk about warfare. They did warfare. And there were prophetic people in their midst because God was speaking certain things and he'd speak to the, the, either the intercessors directly or to the prophetic voices uh, of what was happening in the spirit realm. Mm -hmm. And we actually, in, in one of Randy's meetings in that particular uh, venue, there were several uh, witches and warlocks that came to curse the service and we um, his lead intercessor was in the congregational setting watching Randy just watching for signs and and could see there was a struggle and um, she mentioned Randy was struggling the intercessor said Randy's struggling and we got the word uh, and we started inter interceding and then the word of word of the Lord had come to one of the um, Brazilian intercessors that there and six she mm -hmm. said there are six warlocks and witches here and they're cursing the service um, along this is how serious they take intercession over there not only were there intercessors in the back room where we were praying but they had intercessors a part of the intercessory team about Scared, every yeah. 15 feet. They were standing wow. along the wall just observing the climate of what was happening in the congregational setting. And um, so we started coming against, uh, we, they were all geared, you know, wired with mm -hmm. earphones and mics um, that only the intercessors could hear. So we started coming against the spirit of witchcraft and the witches and warlocks that were there and all of a sudden they screamed all six stood up and started to run out <laughs> and I don't power? remember exactly nice. what Randy said but three three of them made it out one fell all the way down the stairs and three of them fell within the, mm -hmm. the back of the thing and they got saved <laughs> right on. So wow they, that's why that heart of the evangelist is in you yeah yeah, and so, but the, the the value of intercession and the things that I learned along the way, and actually during that period, um, God just elevated me in the eyes of some of the intercessors, and uh, from that day on, I mean, my, my life was changed. 
So um, can you actually just kind of tell us, you know, how that, all that, I mean, those are amazing, all that that happened. How did that prepare you for what, are you, what you're doing what now? What we're doing now. Uh, if you recall, I'm not sure whether it was 2002 or 2003, we did Light the Nation. Ed Savoso did that. Mm -hmm. um, we had Lighthouses of Prayer. I was the, one of the, uh, the key players in Salt Lake City for that event. And uh, because I still maintain my relationship and support of Ed Silvoso and Harvest Evangelism, mm -hmm. as well as Global Awakening and Randy Clark's ministries. Um, I realized the power of prayer. Um, God had literally said to me, go and pray for Mayor Dolan in um, Sandy City. So I shared governmental leaders. Yes, yeah. governmental leaders. So I shared this with several other pastors, and five of us. Uh, I was the evangelist, but there were four key pastors in the city um, who came with me. And um, well, actually, first we had set up an appointment, and I, I indicated that God had uh, given me a word to pray over him. Would he be willing? Well, he is. A Mormon bishop. He was a stake president, the, and the, the mayor, Mayor, the mayor Tom Dolan, and they, as you know, Mormons do not let anybody but Mormons lay hands on them. But uh, his secretary tried to prevent even the connection from happening. But um, he got wind of it. He had her call me back. I told him we'd like to come and pray God's blessing over him, and. Um, he said, sure, let's, let's arrange it. We set a certain time. Uh, we were greeted. We came in. Um, and when we shared just a few of the thoughts that I believe God wanted us to share with him, and I said, may we pray? He said, yes. He got on his knees, mm -hmm. and he allowed us. That's amazing. To lay hands on him and to pray over him. And we had favor with Mayor Dolan in his city, um, he actually put members of the churches on the council called Healthy Sandy to determine the direction of activities that take place in the city from That's then on. That's from one simple act of, of hearing obedience. God mm -hmm. and going and doing what the Lord says and realize that the favor of God has opened it up. This is a whole different... People don't understand spiritual warfare right. or intercession. They always want to stick their hands up. We don't believe in that. We're lovers of Jesus. We don't have to fight. The Bible says, fight the good, Contend, fight of faith. Right. For, for the God faith. has made Satan our footstool. Amen. There's so much scripture that's got a militant action to it. There's prayers of love and affection and nurturing. There's prayers of healing. And then there's prayers of war where God gives you authority in your prayer. And prayer is nothing more then hooking up the hotline to heaven Amen. or the right. electrical connection to heaven and letting the lightnings of God like happened with the first apostles when they were sent out at first. When they came back, they said, Lord, we saw lightning falling from heaven. And you know what it says the lightning did? It said it struck the demons, those that resisted them. Mm -hmm. It didn't hit what they thought it would hit, it hit the demons because it was the demons that were going to rob the love and the promise and the word of the Lord. Sure. And that's what I really 
want to kind of emphasize because that's I think that's why we connect. Well, now we're yeah, and now we're coming to Las Vegas. Okay, and, and it's just that that um, heart of um, a passion and 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 faithfulness and obedience to the Lord to do what He's told you to do. Now, go ahead and tell us what happened. In well, Vegas. once once I I moved to Las Vegas, which was May of two thousand nine. Um, we started a prayer group in our, uh, I immediately joined up with a very small church that was close to my home. And um, we started a prayer meeting at my home uh, every Saturday morning. Uh, we scheduled two hours, but it went as long as God wanted us to. And we were praying for the city. We were praying for the people. We were praying for law enforcement. That, Unbeknownst to me, there were other things taking place around the city. And it took me. This is Las Vegas. Yeah, yes, Las Vegas. And Sin City. <laughs> never. It's God gave me. I believe God told me to start calling this Salvation City. Well, I call declaring, it Sin City. Yeah, yeah. There it is. Declaring the very promises of God over this city. If we say, well, it's called. I, I'm not even going to mention that because the words, our words, have power, even when we're just jokingly saying things they have power so the reality is that this is salvation city others call it redemption city this is god's city and um are we seeing it all over town we are seeing it all over town um eight years ago mike hatch and seven seven other pastors agreed to get together and to start meeting every saturday morning at their respective churches so it rotated and pray for the city. That has grown now to 107 churches. Isn't that amazing? Wow. In Las wow. Vegas. Yes. Yeah. 107 churches have participated in this. To varying mm -hmm. degrees, some are very faithful. We might have, depending on the location, if it's way out in Never Never Land in northeast Las Vegas, Vegas you might only city. get 25 people there but there are other times where you get 60 70 people um every saturday morning from eight to nine and um didn't know that did no you? i didn't interestingly enough uh i i just gave wendell a flyer this morning um at our last meeting that they an they announced that they are trying to have a new thrust to um engage those of those 107 churches that are apart, engage the pastors to more intimacy together as leaders, because only together will we accomplish the purposes of God. You mean God's not going to raise up one dog That's and pony That's right. Show? It's teamwork. It's right teamwork. Each of us is given yeah. a piece of the puzzle. Each of us is, you know, he says he gives five, five-fold ministries, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. We need them all to perform the work that God has for us to do. But not, no one's higher than another. We're all right. sons and yeah. daughters of the living God. That's it's right. recognizing to whom much is given, much is required. And he has talented certain people and certain anointings for a purpose, even though we can flow in all of the gifts of the Spirit as the Lord leads. So what's happening is um, out of this citywide unity prayer, the mayor got, wanted to start a faith-based initiative tapped into the churches through the citywide prayer. Now we've had at least four that I'm aware of where the mayor has put the bill 
Um, the mayor of Las Vegas? Mayor of Las Vegas. Really? Mayor, mayor Goodman, yes. She the has, Goodmans? Yes, has foot the bill for the church and anyone interested in her faith-based initiative. She realizes that the different faith groups in the city can affect the city for good. Mm -hmm. And... Um, Several pastors have her ear. One is Ma Michael Hatch. Another is Pastor Jose Boveda. Uh, very significant. Their, their influences in the city uh, with law. and black and white. Yes, Multicultural. Yes. Um, it's a round table, it sounds like. It is. Yeah, it really. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Uh, and there are certain churches that are key players. I yeah. mean, we, we are all aware of, of the role of dunamis, of ICLV, of East... Vegas Christian Center, my father's house. There, even um, some of the evangelical churches are starting to move in the supernatural. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the um, what do they have? Twenty thousand people now at uh, Central Christian. Yeah. Uh, we A lot have of them's coming out and getting with the smaller groups too. We have several of their people in the healing rooms moving in the gift of healing. Hmm. Baptized in the Holy Spirit. Church. Yes. Good church. But it's user friendly. Yeah. They don't really practice the power and the gifts of the spirit. I believe God Jesus. is is bringing some change there. Yes, He's leavening it with His Holy yeah, Spirit. Yeah. Amen. So what's happened is law enforcement this has really good engaged. Um, we have several born again command captains, um, spirit filled, and we have absolute favor with law enforcement. In fact, there's, they have a team of chaplains they are trying to double. Mm -hmm. wow. And um, not only that, now these are chaplains for law enforcement who minister to the officers and their families. They also minister when they go to a crisis scene, mm. but they minister. Tough um, job. The, the mayor uh, actually has opened up the schools and uh, I'm, Ooh, not sure, wow. I'm not Ooh. sure if it's the Secretary of State or, of, or the uh, attorney of the city, but there is a form now, a document that um, when there's a crisis in a family mm -hmm. and it's affecting the, the student and their sphere, that the church can be allowed. If the parents sign the release, the church now can go and minister to the child and to the family. The church hmm. is given free access. These doors are open. This is Las Vegas. There's another venue. Yes. Uh, Pastor Troy at East Vegas, Christian, uh, East Vegas Christian Center. Pastor Troy has such favor with the mayor, with the city, city council, with law enforcement. He's involved in the whole scene of human trafficking and putting a stop mm. to human trafficking. Which is horrible, by the way. Well, what's yeah, amazing is Las Vegas has a very effective human trafficking program that they literally brought him and the team from Las Vegas to Washington, D.C. to present wow. it hmm. to wow. yeah. those in Washington, D.C. And that's from the World Las Vegas. Prayer. That's right, from prayer. All from prayer. And the uh, there are many... Uh, prayer groups going on what we are trying to do is to get us to coordinate together now the nevada house of prayer in henderson mm -hmm. is key player in this we have the um 
national intercessors. We have numerous intercessory groups. You have uh, generals of intercession, mm -hmm. of course, under Cindy Jacobs. You've got Chuck Pierce's uh, mm -hmm. ministry. Um, and A round table. Yes. So many, so many. But there are these little groups all over. And what we are attempting to do is to coordinate with all of the different intercessory groups and m pray f specifically and strategically for this city, for the leadership of the city, for the pastors yeah. to hear the voice of God, for those who are tentative or perhaps have been uh, burned out, mm -hmm. that they would catch a new vision of the kingdom and the power of the Holy Spirit to lead and guide and direct the ministries. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're just trying to pray down heaven. And um, even... You're not trying, you're doing <laughs> We're doing our best. There is no try, only do. I'm sorry, George Lucas. <laughs> well, actually, we're... we're Would it be out of order for you to say where they've allowed you to pray over the city? Or is that something uh, we Well, actually, um, some of the intercessors have been invited mm -hmm. in to the city administrative offices to pray over wow. the entire building. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Um, Come on. The Metro Police, uh, and now this has been going on for just a little over two years, they give us this giant conference room the first Friday of every month at 12 o'clock to pray over the law enforcement, fire and safety, and the city. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Wow. We, and we have the favor of law enforcement. The I mean, Mayor uh, uh, Sheriff Lombardi has been great, um, wonderful man. So many, so many. And, and well, the I officers. I understand even the, the metro officers here not too long ago had a big meeting where there were several hundred showed up, and all of the police officers were saying, we want you to cover us in prayer. Yes. Is that correct? That is correct. I mean, there was a, I mean, somebody told me there was like 500 yeah. police officers and intercessors there. Uh, what is going on in Vegas is going to go out of Vegas. There are meetings. It's about time. Every, yeah. There are several meetings every month, part of the mayor's faith-based initiative. There's a young lady named Maria Castillo who, um, excuse me, she uh, is coordinating for the mayor. And um, it's to engage, again, the faith-based community. There's one other very, very significant thing that's taken place. There's called a NEON PTSA. Uh, it is unique. What does that stand for? Um, the PTSA is Parent Teacher Student Association. Okay. But NEON, I'm not sure of the exact meaning of the, uh, the letters, but there's only one other in the Vegas nation. Vegas is a NEON city. That's correct. But there's only one other in the nation, and it's in Washington. Really? What it is is basically the PTA gets to determine where the government and granted funds come and how they get distributed. Well, the purpose is to get faith-based groups, i.e. churches, to become a part of NEON, and their congregants join the PTA. Now NEON becomes the largest PTA. Wow. Which mm. means they have a significant voice in determining where 
funds will be distributed. Okay, how long has this been going on with this NEO? It's just, it, it's a brand new thing. Okay, the, the reason We're I'm still meeting is because I love this city. I love what God's doing. It's the most open yeah. heaven. I've traveled all over the world. I've never been in a city so open. That's right. But our, our greatest failure is our school systems. And when you're telling me that, that's part of what God's doing strategically mm -hmm. yeah. to begin to turn that right side up. So our children, instead of saying we were born in what the world called sin city, but save city, Amen. where there's yeah. hope for people to come in to their promises and their dreams. Does that make sense? That does. It's a city to uh, change your life. That's to right. change your life. And that, that's what it's been for years. Everybody Except comes here. the wrong way, mm -hmm. and now God's turning it exactly. his way. Every, everyone has been coming here for one purpose. People are going to come here and end up finding God yeah. and bringing it back. And God, there is transformation taking place, significant transformation. Um, Friday night at the Cashman Center, there was a um, concert. Mm-hmm. Leon Patillo uh, oh, really? started it out. That's correct. Santana. Uh, yes, he was. Yeah. And Santana. Um, wow, quick reference. What is Santana? Oh, yeah. My house and party when I was in that realm. That was before me, Dad. That was before <laughs> you were born. Uh, well, anyway, there is a group um, called Good News Clubs, and they're, they have found favor in our school system here. But not only here, throughout the nation and, and the world. Last year, because of these, what are they are is literally clubs that teach integrity, honor, loyalty. They teach basic character truths, but they use it from a biblical, they teach it from a biblical perspective. And the, they get to hear the gospel. Last year, in the Good News Clubs worldwide, 6.7 million youth made definitive and they make a very clear distinction between just a casual Shake your commitment hand and they made definitive decisions mm -hmm. for right jesus on. christ yeah okay, good yeah it's about time to actually wrap it up Pull down but which i hate doing but well i know this is a good one i wish we had more time today we'd do another one but we'll do another one uh, another one another one you, you have through me see i didn't know that's why i connected yeah. you because i knew that you pray for me. You, you love me. When you met yes. me, you started praying for me. I've got over 40 intercessors. Never in my ministry have I had that much cover. And what a difference in what I do. And then when I meet men like you, you've got my heart of a warrior. People don't like to hear that, but when you're talking about that warfare mm -hmm. prayer, yeah. see, that's what's going to push the enemy back. And, and our weapon is not to hit somebody over the head, but our weapon is love right. and right. passion right. and the presence of God. And that's what we're seeing all over this city. You can go literally anywhere, even on the strip, and get a word from the Lord. And I have never had one person, when I said, I heard God say something about you, like in the restaurant this morning, and the people say, give it to me. Mm -hmm. I want to receive it. Mm -hmm. You go to other cities, that doesn't happen. It's because God's doing something peculiar here. Because to me, it's a sign of what's going to flood our nation. One more quick word, if I yeah. may. I don't know if you're aware, but there are several churches now that have teams of youth that on Friday night, they Man. walk the strip and they mm. just look for people to God. They treasure them hunt. To. That's, you got the word. And these people are leading people to Jesus and on the strip. And some of these are real fundamental churches. 
Yeah. That yeah. that and, and, and I'm, I've been to some of the, I've had words for some of the pastors and gone in there and they fasten because they've never heard that a lot of us are familiar with Bethel and the and the stream and mm-hmm. the and the treasure hunting went up, but they'd never heard of it. And they told me we pray at our church, we get pictures of the street corners we go on, we send our youth in and they bring all these reports back of people that got healed, mm-hmm. got right. saved. That and it's so underground, even Liam Patello. I wish I see we've got to get this in, that may be something <laughs> yeah. we can do a little better. I wish I'd have known because I used to go listen to Leon Patello when he got saved, when he started when he came out of Santana and started playing for the Lord. Yeah. And uh that is amazing. I am thrilled. I just love I'm glad we had you here today, Ron. Yeah. You yeah. you're my friend and I'm privileged to know you. Likewise. But but you you see, these are the things we need to start putting together. That's why I want to put these podcasts, and I've got a lot of different leaders from our city coming in, mm-hmm. and they all got a different measure of God's assignment. Mm-hmm. But this one is an amazing one. And even, you know, I hear the little reports because I'm around a lot of intercessors, but but it's even more profound when you tell me all the underground stuff that's going on. Oh, that's amazing. why I think we're even seeing in the schools how our governor has allocated new funds and new strategies yeah, yeah. to change our school yeah. system, there, even to the vouchers. There are There's specific, nobody else doing it but the right. city. There are specific intercessors praying wow. for the key people in the up. state yeah. as well as the major cities. Reno, um, they're praying over Reno big time. They're praying over Carson City. They're praying over Las Vegas. And God is doing amazing things. And I still remember the one of Ed Silvosa's simplest teachings where he talks about the gospel, the way that he sent the 70, uh, the, the 70. The 70 out. And he get, told him to do four things. When you get someplace, speak peace over the city, peace over the house, peace oh, over good. the family. Listen to this now. Then yeah, yeah. he said, um, you sit down, you fellowship with them, you get to know Relationship. Them. That's right, relationship. Then when you realize what their need is, you pray for their felt need. That's you their meet vision. It. That's mm-hmm. correct. And then you tell them the kingdom of God is right here. That's activation. Amen. Wow. That's what we teach. Okay, that's, that's where you have to put the pin in it, though. I, <laughs> uh, right. I, I want to keep Let going on this. Let me just say this. Ron, you're my friend. I know we're just at the beginning of a new, some new strategies God's going to give us to get more spheres of influence. Yes. And I hope anybody that's listening is being encouraged. This is Las Vegas. Yeah. Where you're hearing this happen. We've done it in smaller cities. We did it in Reading. But Reading's even kind of not had the influence that I'm seeing here. Right. And I am so thrilled. And, Ron, I am so privileged to, first of all, call you friend. Bless you, brother. But also the ministry that you're faithful with. And here's the deal. It's like even my children. My children, my, I've always modeled. I've always had a strong word. And when people hear me, man, where you been? I've always tried to model I'm a servant before I'm a speaker. And I see that with you. You're mm-hmm. a servant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love that with you. And I honor you that. Thank you. Because Jesus said, I no longer call you servant, but friends. And Ron, I call you friend. And I want to thank you. Thank you. And we'll probably do another, if, if you've enjoyed this, go ahead, Absolutely. son, and take it off. Um, actually, Ron, real quick, if you can give us any information you want to put on the internet for how people can get a hold of you. Well, um, my name is Ron Scarpa. On. My um, uh, email address is Ron Scarpa, S-C-A-R-P-A, at yahoo.com. And I'll even give you my cell phone number. It's uh, 702-883-6605. Um, online, I have a uh, 
a web page. It's called Circles of Life Ministries. And um, it tells a little bit about myself. But I make myself available wherever there's a need. And uh, uh, I've even had a man call me from uh, Washington, Seattle, west of Seattle, and uh, went up and prayed for Mm -hmm. him. And he's, he's a close friend of mine. And they gave him less than a month to live, and that was three months ago. Amen. And yeah. he is—he believes God has a destiny for him, and his, that his healing is going to be a testimony. But wherever there's a need, I'll go. I, I, and I yeah. just love to serve God and His people. And but thanks the, for the opportunity. And that's the heart of the—that's uh, the heart of the intercessor. And I just want to, uh, being a being a son of a someone who's an intercessor, I just want to thank you for mm-hmm. for for falling in that, and and just want to bless you for. For, for standing standing there in the gap, taking Indeed. taking those hits, and there's a lot of hits that happen. Yeah. Thank you, and, Mark. And you take those hits and uh, and understand that the plan that the Heavenly Father has. A lot of tears here today. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. The presence of God is strong here. And it lets you know what you thought was the challenge of your mother being an intercessor. You see another fruit of what she really is. His, his assignment's a little different, but that's the same, and I love that. And uh, just as a, as a report, and son, then you can close it. Mm-hmm. I think many of you heard, and I love the prophetic. I love prophets. Kim Clement, if those that don't know, is probably one of the greatest voices in the nation's had a brain aneurysm and went through an operation last week. And the reports we have is that he's healing, healing. very well. Awesome. But, but the other report that really, really, really blessed me is someone who was a hero to me and to you, son, when you were young, was a singer and a theatrical expresser named Carmen, mm-hmm. was mm. about to die. He was on his last leg last year. And guess who got on Kim Clement's uh, blog and his podcast and started to have people gather to pray for him because he has been totally healed. Praise wow. I didn't Isn't hear that, that one. I didn't hear that one. And he is now, see, that's how God's working it. We need each other. Kim Clement was the one who stood for Kim, for Carmen, Carmen. to pray for his healing. When all the reports and even I, I thought, well, man, he's about to graduate and then I hear, and I am thrilled. God is a healer. Right. He's still doing it. When you think it's over, it may be your freshest hour mm-hmm. and your That's newest right. day. And it's because of prayer. That's right. So I just want to just stir you up Amen. to receive what Ron has been sharing wow. today. And follow the Lord in, yeah. your, in your communication with the Lord that we call prayer. Wow. Guys, it's been an honor to be with you. Thanks, and, for, uh, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. God bless you. And um, if you want to get a hold of us, uh, Living Out Loud Podcast at gmail.com. This is important. If you have a um, conference coming up, if you have something coming up, you need to let us know a month in advance. Email us, and we'll, we'll try to uh, promote anything that's you know, going on in the community because I think that's really an important thing. So, um, well, until next week, I'm Dub. I'm Ron. I'm Mark. And I'm Wendell. And we just speak and pray God's blessing, God's peace. And the four things that Ron said.
to deliver peace. What was the second thing? The second one is to have fellowship. Have fellowship, relationship. That's what this podcast is about, is trying to model an example of a roundtable build relationship. Meeting the felt need. Which is the vision. Right. Cast the vision. Right. And then the fourth thing is activation. That's right. Do the stuff. Amen. God bless you. And thank you for being you. with us. Thank you. That's it. Hey, thank you for listening to the Living Out Loud podcast with Wendell McGowan. If you'd like to get a hold of us, you can email us at livingoutloudpodcast at gmail.com or search out Strings of Many Waters on Facebook. Be blessed and we'll see you next time. Thank you.